Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of John, chapter 14. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Listen, obedience does not, I repeat, does not produce love. Love produces obedience. And Jesus said, I want your obedience because you love me. Somebody say amen. I want your obedience because you love me. Verse 15, if you love me, then you'll keep my commandments. Listen quick. It is possible to obey Jesus and not love him, but it is impossible to love him and not obey him. It's possible to obey Jesus and not love him, but it's impossible to love him and not obey him. Jesus is talking to all those who love him. All believers of Jesus Christ who are marked out by their obedience will receive the promised blessings that we've been talking about. And we've talked about two of them so far. As I mentioned, God promises supernatural helper and God promises supernatural life. And now we come to point number three. God promises a supernatural union. I want you to look at verse 20 again in chapter 14. Look at verse 20. Jesus said, at that day, you will know that I am in my father and you in me and I in you at that day. Now, listen, at this point, they don't understand. The disciples don't understand. Their minds can't conceive it. Jesus says, at that day, you will know at that day. Listen, at that day. What day? What day? Well, I believe that Jesus is talking about, and you can write this in your margins, I believe Jesus is talking about the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost, the day the Holy Spirit comes. Oh, you remember the day the Holy Spirit fell on the church and the people were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak with tongues. It was that day that the Spirit began to teach them all things. At that day, just as suddenly as they received the Spirit, they suddenly began to understand their relationship between God and Christ and the church. Don't you remember Acts chapter 2? It was that day that the Spirit of God fell, remember? And bumbling Peter stood up. Peter, who had foot and mouth disease. Peter, who was always, who always said the wrong thing at the right time. Peter, who denied the Lord. Peter, who couldn't swing a sword. Peter, always hitting his head against the proverbial wall. It was that day that Peter stood up. Don't y'all know your Bibles? It was that day that Peter stood up and he became super theologian. As he preached an awesome sermon and clearly pointing out who Christ is and who the Father is and exactly why Jesus had come to die for our sins. It was that day after the filling of the Holy Spirit that they understood. Jesus said, at that day, you're going to know. Listen, I was preparing this sermon a couple of weeks ago, actually. 
getting to this, you know, supernatural union, supernatural life, supernatural help, or so on and so forth. And as I was praying and, and preparing this sermon, I thought to myself, do you realize, listen, stay with me, do you realize that every born-again, blood-bought, Holy Spirit-filled Christian has an at-that-day-you're-going-to-know moment? Every single Christian. If you are a Christian and you are saved and you have given your life to Jesus Christ, y'all listening? You have had an at-that-day-you're-going-to-know moment. What are you talking about, Willis? Listen, some of us, before you were a Christian, I might say many of us, were involved in all kinds of things. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, amen, all kinds, Satanism. We're involved in all kinds of things. Maybe you were like me, doing drugs. You know, you guys know my story. I started doing drugs when I was nine years old. My father was a drug dealer. I was just talking to a brother uh, after second service who is from Philadelphia, knows my neighborhood, knows all the streets. You ever meet somebody like that? Y'all know, you go, hey, yeah, old guy's having, yeah, man, old guy's having, yeah. You know, Philly Chiefs, they can't be caught on here. You know how you meet somebody like that. That was me after second service. I'm talking to this guy, and um, he was telling me, you know, about this neighborhood. And I was saying, yeah, my father lived in that neighborhood. And back then, my father was a drug dealer, and that was a nice neighborhood. He had a really nice house. Now it's not so nice. But he had a really nice house, and, you know, um, it was just an, a, a nice area back in those days. And, 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 and I started doing drugs when I was nine years old. Uh, you know that story. And... Um, and, and what made it worse is that I never really paid for drugs because I didn't have to pay for them. So I always started doing drugs, and, 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 I, and I have that background. Maybe some of you have that background. I went to Catholic school all of my life. I went to Bible study. I went to church pretty much every day. When you're in Catholic school, you go to Mass. You go to church every day. You go and confess your sins to the priest every single day. But listen, it wasn't until that day that the Holy Spirit opened my eyes. It was that day when I became a Christian that I understood who Jesus was. Every single believer has an at that day, that moment that you will know. That's the time when God saves you. That's the time when I call it your personal Pentecost. Write that down. I call it your everybody has their personal Pentecost. Am I right about it? Your personal Pentecost, where the Spirit of God comes down and, and, and sets you free. January 23rd, 1982 was the last time Pastor Rodney did drugs. That was 31 years ago. And I talked to people today, and they said, you mean you didn't go to uh, AA? Uh, no. You didn't go to NA? Nope. You ain't go to AAA? <laughs> nope. I ain't been to no A. I'm working here, people. Because God set me free. Right? And, and, to the, and to whom the Son sets free, come on, saints, help me. To whom the Son sets free is free indeed. That day, the Holy Spirit fell on me. And suddenly, I saw the grass. I told you I never saw grass before. Not like that. It was green. Not like that. 
The sky was blue. I never saw a blue sky. Not like that. And the birds were chirping. I'm sure birds chirped all the time. I never heard them. Not like that. I tell you that when you have it at that day, at that moment, you will know that is when God reveals himself to you and pulls back, in my case, pull back the scales from my eyes, set me free, put my feet on solid rock, and, 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 and even 31 years later today, I stand to tell people of the goodness of God, to tell people that God is able. Y'all didn't hear me. That God is able. And that, and, that, and that God is faithful. Jesus said, at that day, you will know, look at verse 20, you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. Now watch this, saints. Look at verse 16 and 17. We've seen the promise of the Holy Spirit dwells in believers. Look at verse 18. Jesus himself promises to dwell with believers. Look at verse 18. I will not I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. I will be with you. But verse 20, they seem to blend together in a supernatural union in verse 20. At that day you will know that I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. They seem to blend together. Now listen, concerning the supernatural union between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and the believer, I will be honest with you and tell you that I'm a bit unclear about that. I, I, I really don't, I can't tell you that I really understand fully how it is that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and me, or the church, Somehow we are entangled, stay with me, entangled in a relationship together, and somehow we are one. Just because I don't understand it all doesn't mean I don't believe it all. You understand? Because... Let me tell you, people say, well, you know what? Well, when I understand uh, this, then I'll give my life to Christ. When I understand that, can listen, there are too many things that you don't understand, and yet you participate. Hallelujah. You participate. Are you an electrician? Do you understand electricity? Do you understand... Uh, Y'all don't want me getting into no electricity. I've been blew something up. Let me, I'll put some electricity. I've been having an afro on my head by the time I was done. I said, boof. Matter of fact, that ain't a bad idea. I've been wanting to get one. Y'all come to VBS. I got a little surprise for you. Yes. I got a little something, something. I don't understand electricity, but it doesn't stop me from walking in the room and turning on light. Well, I don't understand this. I don't understand that one. I understand this. I'm going to give my life to Christ. Listen, then you're never going to give your life to Christ because there are some things. Deuteronomy 29, 29, write it down. The secret things belong to the Lord, but the things that are revealed belong to us. In other words, there's some stuff you God doesn't want you to understand. 
There's some stuff your little pea brain can't even handle. If there's some stuff that if you've got to even let your pea brain handle it, you implode. You can't handle everything. God doesn't want you. And the very thing, listen, that, 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 that brings me to that place where I don't understand about God is the very thing that causes me to worship God because that tells me, he says, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Who can know them? You can't know everything about God. And that's the very thing that makes him God and not you. I don't know why I'm doing that. (laughs) That makes him God and not you. Because he does know things. And so we as believers are entangled, and that's the word, entangled in this relationship with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We're one with God in Christ, and that's a supernatural union. And at the same time, it's a mystery in this relationship. It's a mystery. It's that day. It's that day that you become one with the Father and one with the Son and now one with the Holy Spirit and now the Holy Spirit is living in you and you are the temple of the living God. Are you listening? And now 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Can you keep up with me? Any man, if any man be in Christ, he is what, saints? A new creation. 2 Corinthians six sixteen. For we are the temple of the living God, just as God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And because there's a supernatural union with the father, first Corinthians six, 19, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and that you are not your own? You were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. All of this is a mystery. Colossians 1, 27. To them, God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is, here's the mystery, here's it revealed, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You see, when the New Testament talks about a mystery, it's not talking about a whodunit. Y'all got that? When the New Testament talks about a mystery, it's not talking about a whodunit. It's not talking about uh, Agatha Christie. Or, uh, y'all can tell last time I read a novel, right? <laughs> I got 66 of them right here. I ain't got time for that. Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> Pray for me. It's not talking about that. When the Bible talks about a mystery, it's not something you wonder about. A mystery in Scripture is something that was hidden. Write this down. It's something that was hidden but is now revealed. I think of Ephesians 1.9 talks about the mystery of his will. Matthew 13, Mark 4, Luke 8, 
all talk about the mystery of the kingdom. First Corinthians chapter two, verse seven, talk about God's mystery. And here in verse 20, we have another mystery. I am in the father and you in me and I in you. This is a mystery, something that was hidden, but is now revealed. We are in the father and the father is in us. So Jesus says to his disciples in that day, when the spirit comes, you will understand it all and it will be clear and you'll know the supernatural union you have with me and the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 21, look at it. Jesus makes it clear how you get this union. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father. Anyone who loves Jesus loves the Father, loves them. Isn't that true in a natural sense? If somebody loves your kids, you love them. Ain't that the way it goes? Somebody hurt your kids? You hurt them worse. <laughs> Verse 21, Jesus said, if you love him, he will love you and manifest himself to you. Judas, look at verse 22, said, how will you manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Now listen, side note. If I were Judas, I would change my middle name. I'm serious, I really would. I would change my name to Judas, and my middle name would be not Iscariot. <laughs> What's your name, Judas, not Iscariot? <laughs> I would change my name. I just would, so people wouldn't get it confused. The Lord has fellowship with those who love him, and true lovers of Jesus are those who obey him. Judas says, I don't understand. And Jesus says, the world can't know this manifestation without loving me. Verse 24, look at it. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the words which you hear is not mine, but the fathers who sent me. In other words, Jesus can't manifest himself to a disobedient people, people who don't want him and people who don't love him. Point number four. Yay. We're getting number, number four. Got two today. The promise of a supernatural teacher. I'm working, y'all. Verse 25 and 26. Look at John 14, 25, 26. These things I've spoken to you while being present with you. But the Holy Spirit, in verse 26, are you looking at it? Say amen. But the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said Unto you. Notice, saints, Jesus says, since the Holy Spirit is living in you, you have a resident truth teacher. I like to say it that way. A resident, that means he lives inside, resident truth teacher in you. Remember, I told you, were you with me last week? Show of hands, were you with me last week? I told you last week that. In the Old Testament, the, 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 the saints of the Old Testament uh, didn't have the Spirit in them. He was with them, but he was not in them. And because, stay with me, saints, because that they didn't have the resident truth teacher in them, it caused some problems. What do I mean? Hosea chapter 4, verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel. For the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed. For what, saints? 
Do you know I could preach on that verse for the next rest of the year? My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Do you understand? Because of your lack of knowledge of the word of God, it hinders your ability to grow in Christ. If you don't feel like you're growing in Christ, it's probably because your face isn't in the book. I'm just trying to keep it 100. Your face isn't in the book because And the Bible says if your face isn't in this book, you're going to be destroyed. People who leave here and they'll they'll ask me, Pastor Rodney, I'm leaving the area and can you recommend a good church? I tell them, you know what, honestly, I I don't know all the churches around the country. I will tell you that a Calvary Chapel is safe. Uh, It may not be like this one because they're all different. They all kind of take on the, the tone of the pastor and the leadership, so to speak. But 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 it's safe because you're going to get clear teaching. You're going to get verse-by-verse teaching from the Word of God. And that I'm waiting while you clap your hands. That's so important. That is so, clear teaching is so important. You do not want to go to a church where they just, you know, what I call springboard from the Word. They read a verse, and then they, you can shut your Bible because they're going to talk for the next three hours, and they, you ain't going to never have to read another verse. That's called springboarding from the Word. Paul told Timothy, preach the Word. He ain't say springboard from the word. Use the word as a jump off. Teach the word. If there's no Calvary Chapel, well, there's no Calvary Chapel, then I tell them, you know what? Then find yourself a Baptist church. Because generally the Baptist church, they stay pretty, pretty, pretty good. So stay on the word. Baptist. Not Baptist. Not Baptist. Now, if you say Baptist, we know you ain't from here. Okay, if you go, well, I, well, I'm from the Baptist church. If you say Baptist, you ain't from here. Down here we say Baptist. <laughs> I go to Baptist church. Right down there, make a left at the fourth tree and turn, turn, turn around when you see the little bush with the red things on it, then make a left, pull up in the parking at the Baptist church. But if it's Baptist, that ain't, no, because they, they teach the word. Many of them teach the word, and they, they, they're, they're very, very clear. But find yourself a Bible, here's my point, y'all, find yourself a Bible-teaching church that teaches the word of God because the Bible says my people perish. Is it still up there? I've been talking. If my P, it says my people are destroyed, or some of your Bibles say perish for a lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I also will reject you from being priests for me because you have forgotten the law of your God. I also will forget your children. The people of Israel historically had a problem remembering truth, and they would vacillate back and forth. Well, listen, in the church, we don't have to try to remember the truth because the truth teacher, the Holy Spirit, is constantly reminding us of the truth. Constantly reminding us of the truth. But the helper, please look at verse 26 again. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that, y'all get this, that I said to you. Fast forward, chapter 16, look at verse 13. Chapter 16, look at verse 13. However, when he, that's a personal pronoun, y'all. That means that the spirit is not an energy, a force, 
or some kind of ethereal essence that's kind of floating out there like the ghost, like Casper the friendly ghost. He's a person, the third person of the Godhead bodily. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you in all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Look at verse 14. He will glorify me. Underline this in your neighbor's Bible. Go ahead, reach over there and just scribble right through it. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it unto you. Did y'all get that? This is how it works. Simple as this. God gives his truth to Jesus who gives it to the Holy Spirit who then declares it unto you. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.